Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Now, bush honeysuckle isn't native to Missouri, but the species appears to be flourishing in the state. Its infestation has crowded out some of our native plants. And by eliminating essential habitats for the insects who rely on those native plants, it's harmed them too. And that, of course, harms the birds who feed them. The Missouri Botanical Garden isn't taking this invasion lying down, and it wants to enlist you in its war on bush honeysuckle. So here today to give us our marching orders is Allison Brown. She's the Restoration Outreach Coordinator at the Missouri Botanical Garden. Allison, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me today. Now, for those of you listening, have you observed the impact of invasive species in Missouri? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So, Allison Brown, honeysuckle, it sounds so sweet. It sounds like it's just going to be this charming plant. What led the botanical garden to decide this is something that needs to be rooted out? Yeah, so bush honeysuckle is really um, having a serious impact on our natural areas in Missouri, um, both on the Illinois and the Missouri side, actually, so by state. Um, As you're driving down the highways, you probably notice um, most of the leaves have fallen from the trees, uh, but you still see a lot of green leaves underneath. Um, And so that's bush honeysuckle. Now is the time um, where you can really see the impact that it's having. Um, It's easily identifiable by uh, little red berries that are forming right now in the fall. Uh, so, you know, it's it's popping up everywhere in people's backyards and parks along the roads. But it sounds so pretty. I mean, it's so gray. You know, the leaves are falling. We get some nice little red berries. Right. Not true. Not Yeah, it's not the greatest. It has some um, pretty serious impacts. Um, not only is it... Uh, really prolific. It can grow very quickly, um, but its seeds are able to spread pretty much everywhere, making it um, a huge issue. Uh, The seeds are spread through the waterways, and they're spread um, through our cars, driving past them, um, lots of different ways, but it's it's really important that we get out there and try to get rid of them. Now, where did this originally come from? So it originally came from the Amur Valley in Europe, and it was actually brought over um, thinking that it was going to be a really beneficial plant for wildlife. Um, Again, the red berries that it has, we thought, oh, these are going to be great um, for wildlife to eat. And um, it has uh, an interesting root system that we thought was going to prevent erosion. Um, But in fact, its shallow roots actually have a a horrible effect on erosion. It actually increases erosion (laughs) um, along our streams and waterways. So... Uh, yeah. And I understand it's actually in some ways helping to increase the spread of Lyme disease, which of course we're all terrified about. How does it tie into that? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, right now it's the only plant that still has green leaves. Um, so deer to um, kind of hide from their predators really like to bed down in bush honeysuckle because it has the greatest protection um, right now with still having leaves. Uh, and so the ticks have noticed <laughs> the presence of the deer um, and they're able to actually sit on the leaves and wait for the deer to walk by and then latch on to them. So um, by creating a habitat for deer to live in, those ticks are able to be really abundant in those areas. So it feels like if for no other reason, like we need to stop it just to stop Lyme disease. Absolutely, yeah. So that leads us to the Honeysuckle Sweep for Healthy Habits Citizen Stewardship Campaign. This is a very serious sounding campaign. What is this about? Yeah, so twice a year um, throughout the month of March and November, we actually um, call call on volunteers to come out to our public public lands and uh, volunteer to put on some work gloves and remove the bush honeysuckle. So um, all throughout the month of November, we have lots of opportunities for 
um, citizens to get out and get involved um, to remove bush honeysuckle in lots of different areas, both on the Illinois and Missouri side. So I understand this campaign began back in 2016. And yet, as you said, this is a plant that has an ability to take off. Are you making a dent at this point? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the campaign is geared to remove bush honeysuckle, but it's ultimately a public awareness campaign. Um, Until you notice that it's a problem and until you see it in your own backyard, you probably aren't going to do anything about it. So um, really, we're trying to get the word out and get people to you know, use their hands and get out and actually see the impact that it's having on areas that we love, our parks, um, and, you know, really make a difference, as well as enjoy some nice weather we've had uh, earlier uh, this month. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have nice weather um, throughout the rest of the campaign this November. So how hard is it to rip out? Um, It's not actually too hard to um, remove. It has pretty shallow roots, so you can actually dig it up by the roots in most areas, um, which is what a lot of our volunteers are doing. Um, but there's also other options to uh, remove the plant. You can cut it at its base and then apply a little bit of herbicide um, to the cut stump. Obviously, there's some um, some human harm that can uh happen from using herbicides. So you want to make sure that you're being really safe and careful um, using protective equipment to um, protect yourself from that damage. So if people are finding this in their yard and they're pulling it out, what would you like to see them planting instead? There's a lot of really great options um, for replacement. Some A few different uh, trees and shrubs uh, can be found on our website, but some great options are um, like the redbud tree, um, dogwoods are another great option, or even the American Beauty Berry. Those are um, pretty uh, kind of nice-looking shrubs uh, that kind of have the same growth form as the bush honeysuckle, but provide a lot more benefits to our wildlife. So there are other ways to get this green, and, and maybe even to get a red berry. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So you've used this phrase invasive in terms of an invasive species, and it got me wondering, like, are all non-native species invasive, or do you really have to be a problem species in order to get that label? Yeah, so really the definition of an invasive plant is just a plant that's not originally from here, so it's um, crossed some kind of continental boundary. So any transplant qualifies? No, not necessarily. It has to have um, a negative effect either on our economic impact, our environment, or human health. Okay, so these Um, are the bad guys. Yes. So there's a lot of great non-native species that we use um, horticulturally in our landscapes. Um, Even for agriculture, a lot of our plants are really not native to um, the United States or Missouri, uh, but they don't cause problems like these invasive plants do. So what are some of the other bad guys? If you had your list of like, here are the invaders that we should all be worried about. Obviously, you guys deeply care about these bush honeysuckle, but what else is right up there with them? Yeah, so the bush honeysuckle is the main plant um, that we're going after right now. Um, But we have actually a vine version of the bush honeysuckle called Japanese honeysuckle. Um, that grows kind of right alongside the bush honeysuckle. Unfortunately, it has uh, similar white flowers that the bush honeysuckle gets in the spring. Um, but that that one is really growing along fences. A lot of people have memories of kind of like sucking the nectar out of the flowers when they're young. Um, so it's kind of tough to get past that, you know, those fond memories and say, actually, this is a problem plant that we need to get rid of. Um, however, that's it's another huge invader. Um, some other species that we should be on the lookout for are um, the main tree is calorie pear, often um, known as Bradford pear. Um, unfortunately, it's still for sale in you know the big box stores like Lowe's and Home Depot. Um, so you could pick it up and plant it in your yard today. 
Um, what makes a pear tree so bad? That doesn't seem like something that would yeah. spread the way this kind of right. lower thing. So this um, specific uh, species of pear tree was actually kind of uh, bred to be sterile. So we thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be a great tree to plant in our yards. You'll notice in the um, spring it has beautiful white flowers. You'll see it in people's yards. Um, and it's commonly used in like new developments. It's a pretty cheap tree, easily accessible. Um, but it was actually able to hybridize and create a new um, kind of cultivar that became really invasive. And so the tree that is invasive is actually the hybrid version of that tree. It's funny how so many of these bad things in nature um, come from good intentions. Like right. you're saying they, they brought these honeysuckle over on purpose because they thought yeah. they'd be good and they bred these pear trees to mm-hmm. be good and they ended up being bad. Uh, right. Is this frustrating? It is. And I think really the take home point here is just to choose plants that are already native to Missouri. There are mm-hmm. so many beautiful options um, whenever you're thinking about relandscaping your home or what to plant um, in a new subdivision or along a, a trail at a park. There are so many native options that you can choose that are very beneficial for our wildlife and are really aesthetically pleasing options. So if people are looking for more information just on what are some native plants in general, is that something that the Botanical Garden has resources about? Yeah, our website, mobot.org slash invasives, has a lot of information about specific invasive plants, but it also has um, a guide of what to replant with. Hmm. Um, So that's a great resource, along with Grow Native is a kind of um, campaign um, that's run by the Missouri Prairie Foundation. And so it has a list of retailers in the area that sell native plant species that you can actually go and purchase. Okay, so there's a lot of good information there. So speaking of good information, though, I understand you're also hosting a talk on this subject on Thursday. Yeah, so tomorrow evening um, from 6 to 8 p.m., we're having a um, Wild Ideas Worth Sharing speaker series. um, And the topic is Invasive Species Solutions. So we're bringing in three expert speakers from um, Ohio and uh, Chicago to come and talk about their experiences with invasive plant species and kind of inspire us to make some changes. Okay, well, Allison Brown of the Missouri Botanical Garden, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And if you want more information on that event, that's also on the Missouri Botanical Garden website. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.